All right, welcome in. Special edition of that SEC podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea and my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What's up, yo, Tennessee Homer? <laughs> hey, baby, what's going on? Yeah, Halloween. Happy Halloween. We're, we jumped the gun. Yeah. But I knew this was going to be a good opportunity for us to uh, to celebrate it. So, as always, let us know. Uh, Shane Dahmer, they're saying already. <laughs> <laughs> let us know if you can hear us. Let us know if you can see us. But um, relax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about the drinking situation. I just cracked that beer open. I should have got a straw over here, Mike. What a weekend, huh? What about that? What about them balls, huh? Yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> hey, we had a lot of great games, Mike. Um, I, I'll, I'll say this. It ended fantastic. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It, it felt like a little bit of a lackluster weekend, kind of things just going exactly as as planned. Mm-hmm. You know, Vegas favorites. We talked about potential upsets being in the air, but it, you know, the icing on the cake was a was a barn burner up there in Lexington. Yeah. And shout out, hey, the flying Hawaiian, he finally made it to one of these shows. <laughs> Letting us know they can hear us, they can see us. We, we could have used him at Media Days, you know what? <laughs> what he's doing. What are he's going for as Halloween, huh? Oh, man, a lot of dogs in here, a lot of vols. People mm-hmm. are fired up. I don't see one gator. I don't see one wildcat. Come on, guys. And I, I kind of understand it. I, I understand it. But rough, rough times for those folks. But, uh, Shane, we got to go, I think. We got to start <laughs> with them Georgia Bulldogs, Shane, just waxing the Florida Gators. Oh, yeah. 43 to 20. It wasn't even that close, Shane. And you could fill two internets with what I don't know about football, but I knew this one was coming, brother. This was my lock of the week. Florida came right out, scored a touchdown on the Mm -hmm. opening possession, and we had to hear, man, I don't know about you, but I was getting texts. Oh, yeah. Are the the Gators, they're they're this good? I said, nope. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on here, buddy. It's It's about to go the opposite way. And boy, did it ever uh, they could not protect Graham Mertz. That was kind of the difference in the game, getting dominated yeah. on the line of scrimmage. But credit Florida for coming out. They did score right out the gate, but then got 26 uh, unanswered on them. Uh, main takeaways for you, buddy, for for this one. Well, I mean, obviously, uh, Florida coming out strong, it, it had everybody scratching their, their heads there for a minute saying, hey, man, either Florida's legit or Georgia hasn't been tested. That That was the scenario that we had about five minutes into this game but yeah buddy when they turned it on they turned it on and and one thing that i took away from this game is georgia's defense is back man you know for a long time we've been talking about how how great the 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 program has been down there but we're we're comparing it to the last two seasons and i just it it wasn't there there was no pressure on these quarterbacks there was the the, the turnovers that we expected and by God, them boys pinned their ears back, and they lived in that backfield. So I think that was my biggest takeaway. Obviously, you were worried about Brock Bowers. If you're a Georgia fan, what does your program look like without him? Uh, McConkey stepped up, you know, yeah. and, and there was a couple of pieces. I I, I think Lovett was another one you could yep. you could pencil in there. But some dudes stepped up, and they didn't miss a beat, brother. And once the doors opened up, it felt like after that god-awful fourth down attempt that uh that that the florida gators had 
it was over, and it was it was over before they could even get started. Just an update, Shane, from the flying Hawaiian. Yeah. He wants you to know for Halloween he's going as your mom's favorite son. <laughs> oh, you better gain some weight, son. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no doubt. You mentioned Lad McConkey, Shane. He was incredible. Six catches, one hundred thirty-five. Yeah, and he's just man. He's a speed demon. You don't you don't suspect it coming from him. And how about Carson Beck, Shane? 19 of 28, 315 yards and two touchdowns. Now, I have not verified this. So I apologize. You know, I'm not – I find stats. I don't right. I don't check them. But uh, there was a Georgia account, Shane, that said he is the first quarterback in SEC history 250 or more passing yards in his first eight starts. Oh, wow. So if that's, if that's true, again, I haven't verified this. It was a Georgia account. But – uh, that's pretty damn impressive. I mean, we all anticipated there being a big drop off with Stetson, and uh, I've I've not noticed that at all. Have you? Sixty eight percent of the time, your stats work every time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I don't know. You know, McCaukey's been bag, banged up, and and it it almost felt like we've missed him. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm not I'm not saying that what Georgia has done up to this point wasn't impressive. But it just felt like they were missing something, you know, a little bit of that downfall present instead of the dink and dunk, and and um, and they just they opened it up, and and McConkey's back, and and I think that's that's very big for what Georgia wants to do, and, and and they're getting healthier, and they just they look like a national championship contender, man. Yeah. Now, how about this, Shane? Again, we'll we'll talk some Florida here in a second, but Georgia, I've not updated the schedule we got mm-hmm. here, but they so obviously they they're undefeated, right? Just beat Florida. Now they got Mizzou yeah. coming to Athens. Mizzou's got two weeks to prepare. Ole Miss at home. Ole Miss red hot right now. And then at Tennessee. For anybody that missed it on the uh, Power Ranking show, I predicted. I don't, know, I don't know if you saw this. You may have tuned out by then. But I predicted, Shane, and I'm not picking the game. Yeah. But I'm saying Georgia's going to lose one of these next three. Mm. Mizzou, Ole Miss, both at home. At Tennessee, um, if you had to, if you had to buy, you know, a percentage, maybe zero to a hundred, of of you agreeing with that statement, where, and I'm not saying they're not winning the SEC. I'm not yeah. saying they're not winning the national championship. I just think they trip up somewhere. What, what's your thoughts on that? It is, it is so so damn hard to go undefeated, Mike, especially in the SEC. But it's even harder to do it two years in a row. Yeah, and. I, so for me to just say 0%, I think that's the, the coward's way out, Mike. I think there is a 35% chance okay. that they lose. And, and, again, that gives them a 65% chance to, to run the board. <laughs> yeah. But, again, you're looking at the, the next three opponents, and what I what I like most about those three is the the ability they all have on offense. Yeah. But I would also say this, and maybe I'm talking out of uh, both sides of my mouth here, but I have been on record saying I don't think George is number one. I don't think they've earned that, and and they didn't early. Yeah. They were they were just given that because what yeah. they what they did. Uh, I don't think there's a damn team here that I would pick over Georgia on a neutral field for like a national championship type game. They are they are developing into that, and they're playing their best football when Absolutely. you need them to. You know what? Absolutely. And, and and not not at this moment, Mike. You know what I'm saying. And and I still, we're we're going into November here, and we're still trying to figure out is this team legit or not. You know, we're start 
feels like some teams are starting to get exposed a little bit. Uh, Florida Gators being one of them. Um, you know, I, I obviously I, the the potential is ahead is there for them. They just need they don't have the recruits. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm not saying Billy Ball's not going to work. Maybe it works if you have a Georgia roster, but the problem is you don't. And going in here at a, at a neutral, quote unquote, neutral site, it was uh, it, it just got out of hand. You needed it to stay close, and and you made too many early mistakes and couldn't scratch back into this thing. Yeah, and B Rat Shane, he says, um, give Mizzou four weeks to prepare. It won't matter. <laughs> it won't matter. So. They're field confident. They deserve to be, man. They're they're heating up at the right time. But let's flip it to uh, Florida now, Shane, mm-hmm. because I don't think that uh, for all the shit that I that not just me, but a lot of people gave Graham Mertz fourteenth right. best quarterback in the SEC. All this, he was great again. I thought twenty five of thirty four, two hundred thirty yards, two touchdowns. He didn't cost him the game, but it, it looked like KJ Jefferson back there, just getting yeah. harassed. Yeah, every drop back, eight tackles for loss, four sacks by the Georgia defense. They blocked a punt for for a safety. I mean, they were tenacious. Florida had no answers Mm-mm. for this Georgia defense outside of the the first possession of the game. Uh, thoughts on Florida? As here's their rest of their schedule, Shane. They get Arkansas at home. Yeah, we'll get to the the point spread here in a little bit, but it, it may surprise you. Arkansas's got two weeks to prepare for that. Then at LSU, at Mizzou, Florida State at home. All those. I believe are currently in the top 15 in the country aside from obviously Arkansas. So they, they haven't even locked up a bowl yet. Yeah. They got to win another one. And I'm, I'm not sitting here suggesting they're going to lose to Arkansas, but um, I don't know what, what's your thoughts? Is this, did you see anything from Florida that made you think, all right, clearly they're not ready for elite of elite, but they're probably not facing a team as good as Georgia. Yeah. I mean, one of the things is Johnson and ETN, even if you back Johnson's big big run out, they still averaged over five yards a carry. You know what I'm saying? That's, right. That is not easy to do against Georgia Bulldogs. So nope. there is some silver lining here. And obviously the biggest gaping, you know, if you're looking at trouble was the offensive line and they just they destroyed them. I, I mean, it's almost like they discovered a weakness and, and really pinned their ears back on them. So – you know, obviously, when you give Mertz time, he he's shown that he can be efficient. He's shown that he can be dangerous. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think that if you're working on anything this weekend, Mike, it's that front five because this week it did not work. Mm. And what about uh, old Billy? <laughs> Billy, 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 fourth and short. Oh, yeah. That was one of the worst play calls. Anybody that missed it, uh, I mean, what? It, I mean, they they were they were getting cute with it. Yep. They got Mertz under center, and then you're thinking, oh, hey, hey, finally, we're getting some push. Someone's going to go yeah. under center. Nope. It was a wildcat snap back to ETN, and Georgia just blew it the hell up. And uh, that was a theme for for several of these teams on Saturday, Shane, where you know they they were having to get cute, going for it on fourth down. Right. And mm, that was. That was a huge turning point in the ball game. I thought that was momentum that you gave the Bulldogs, and you know because there for a minute the the wind was out of their sails, and uh, you know if we saw an opportunity for them to to stay in this game, obviously I, I believe at the time it was seven seven if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. um, you know so they had an opportunity to kind of just 
keep their foot on the gas. And like I said, you're, you got two running backs averaging over five yards of carry. Right. And we're going to have one of them throw the football. So I don't know. <laughs> clearly that was a, a dumb one. And, and I probably, it's probably kept Billy up all night thinking about it. I'm sure it's kept a few of these fans up, Mike, but um, you know, I, it, it's not like it all came down to that one play, but it felt like after that, it just, this team, like I said, let the air kind of got out and, and Georgia just ran away with this thing. Yeah. And how about this, Shane? After, uh, you know, after the game, Kirby Smart's presser. <laughs> News was made. Anybody that missed it, I don't know how you did. But, uh, I, and I missed this. So, uh, but apparently Dan Mullen, leading up to the game, picked the Florida Gators yeah. to beat the Georgia Bulldogs. I was unaware. But that is what Kirby Smart is uh, responding to here, just for anybody that may have missed it. You know, win thing. It, 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 at the end of the day, the quickest way to lose it is think about that. So when you think about attacking somebody and coming after them every play and with a mindset of Friday the 13th, they can't kill Jason. He keeps coming back, man. Like you, you've got you got to keep going that way and think that way aggressively, so you're not paranoid about that. And I don't, I don't see it or hear it, but I know it's out there. Somebody texted me before the game. It's like all these people predicting that. Uh, we're not gonna, you know, we're, we're not gonna uh, win today. And I'm just like, golly, you know, where's that coming from? It's supposed to be my friend. <laughs> he didn't like to recruit though, so it's, it's it gets him. Say two more questions, Coach. I know uh, he's not. By <laughs> oh, buddy! Oh man! All the talk we have of Dan Mullen getting another shot. I mean, I, it didn't go out the window all right there, but no. my God, when they're when they're bashing him publicly in the SEC. Absolutely. Ooh, that's a rough look for old Mullen. I love it though. I love it. That's what we, that's what we got. You know, we always hear about the infamous text threads that are floating around the SEC. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's a couple memes floating around in that one. I'm sure right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Cause this is a, some, a talking point going on right now uh -huh. and it's, it's, there, it's fair to a, to an extent, but uh, you know, Dan Mullen was not an elite recruiter. Right. And that, that's, that has been true since his days at Mississippi State. Right. Now, that doesn't mean he's not an elite play caller. He's a great developer, great quarterbacks coach. But uh, that a lot of people, rightfully so, say, well, this is why Florida's in the position we're currently in. It's because Dan Mullen didn't like to recruit. Mm -hmm. So you bring in Billy Napier. He's got this plan. And at least by the recruiting, and, and I, I, up to this point, working on the field. But they're killing it in recruiting. Right. I believe they got the number three class right now. And he, he basically says, well, we just, we got to keep, you know, this is a plan. We got to keep doing it. But here's what I say every time to that, Shane, Georgia ain't slowing down. Yeah. They, I think they got the number one class and I think Bama's got number two mm -hmm. and this is who you're chasing and you're trying to catch up to them with at least, you know, by those ranking services, not as good a class yeah. and, and maybe even equal to them, but how are you going to catch up? When they are light years ahead of you, as evidence on Saturday, and your plan is, well, we'll 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 recruit and develop to that to where they are, they ain't going away yeah. anytime soon. So, um, I don't know what 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 you, if you're Billy Napier's agent and you're selling him on the Florida Gators right now, mm -hmm. what do you say after a, a shellacking like this? Trust the process, Mike. Just trust <laughs> the process. Uh, I, again, you you got a top three recruiting class, you know, so yeah. it, it's always about, 
Like if you're going to suck at one, you better be good at the other. And because once the talent gets in there, I, I truly think that the outcome would have been different. Now I'm not saying that Florida would have won this thing, but it may have been closer. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it could have been closer when you've got equal talent on the field, but you can't just go off recruiting or, right. you know, when those recruiting classes come out, you just crown the national champ. You know, you don't get a trophy for first place there. So uh, you got to develop, you got to move and you got to keep them, you know, in this day and age, how many times is a, does a guy go to one campus and then transfer out, you know, it happens, right. you know, quite often. So, uh, but I think as a fan, because that's usually what I like to come from is, you know, this is not the year I was hoping. I was, I was hoping that there would be, you know, we'd get a little bit closer to a, a game like Georgia. I can relate because as a Tennessee fan, you know, when you, when you play programs like Alabama and you get blown out 40, 50 points, it's it's just that gap is it's frustrating and you keep trying oh well you know we got a couple more recruits in here we get the coaching right we'll be fine but then you start finally closing that gap with that talent but you still got to have good coaching man yeah and uh, that that's kind of where I'm at is Billy getting the most out of this team right now do you let me ask you that do, out of this team right now if you give this program to a different SEC coach. Do you think we have a different outcome right now? Let's say I switch uh, switch coaches. Kirby Smart is the coach of the Florida Gators this year. Do we still have the same record? Are we still, you know, getting blown out by the Georgia Bulldogs? Do you think? Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Probably because the gap yeah. is is so wide. But I just I don't understand the methodology of of catching them doing what they're doing. Yeah, but doing it to a lesser extent. Because we've seen that all, they've tried to do it multiple times at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muschamp tried to do it at Florida. Yeah, McIlwain tried to do it at Florida. Right. I mean, on and on. Jimbo's trying to do it today, and it just—I'm not seeing it work. And the yeah. only time it's worked is Kirby. Yeah, you know, trying to, and it took him six years. It took him six years to beat Nick Saban. Right. Is Florida going to give Billy Napier six years to no. beat Kirby? No, I don't. I don't think so either. And that's not to say we we need to fire Napier today, but. If they get their ass whooped next year, if they get their ass whooped the year after, if they get their ass whooped the following year, I I think they're going to be done with it. You yeah. know what I mean? They're not yeah. they're not going to he's not going to get to 6 years. And that's just the way college football is now. But again, I I I think we've got to be a little bit more patient as a Florida fan, right. you know, uh, it's it's a natural knee-jerk reaction to say, "We'll just burn the program down, get a new coach in." Well, you do that, you're still going to have voids in your in your roster and potentially not a third ranked class so right uh this this program's young they got a lot of young athletes that that wilson kid you know again he's finally yeah, healthy. wilson he's awesome. out there 11 catches i mean that's what it takes the florida florida is got some injuries they got some young people that are becoming good good players and and uh it is going to be somewhat of a developmental program for a minute but once you get these classes in there, Florida's going to hang with these boys. I, I truly think so. But you know, just and, and all right it's going to take, like right now, we're looking at the schedule, and it, let's let's give them Arkansas. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. But I think most people are looking at it like at Mizzou, at LSU, Florida State. Mm-hmm. Non-Florida fans are saying they're going to get their ass kicked <laughs> in all of yeah. them. Just win one of them, right? Or got you know, you know, hope and pray. Let's win two of them. Yeah, you win two of them. Everybody in Gainesville is saying, we got our guy. And that's the evidence right there. We just beat 
two out of three that that no one gave us a shot. I think in. that's where you. It's a roller coaster season. Yeah, you know, you get your hopes up coming in, and you get beat by Utah. Then you get your hopes back up. You get your ass handed to you by Kentucky, and then back up, and then it's back down. Yeah. So it's just, I think that's it's exhausting if you're watching it from that side. But you know, the outside, you know, we love when Florida's struggling because we don't want Florida to be back. You know what I'm saying? Because once they are then they're they're a dominant program that nobody wants to play. And then we also uh you know we call we ask great listeners for for voicemails. We got one voicemail from this one. Uh I hope I hope y'all may not get the reference unless you watch The Righteous Gemstones, which I could not recommend more on HBO, but that's what he's referencing here. Kirby beating back old Uncle Baby Billy. Oh, coach Kirby Gemstone done took old Uncle Baby Billy Napier and drove him bulldog bonkers today. They say the pride cometh before the fall. Now you tell me how somebody can be so proud of whooping up on South Carolina and Vanderbilt that they would think that they're going to pull the upset against Coach Kirby, Jim Stone today. But nope, it was baby Billy looking sad again. Go dogs, go to hell gators. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's the passion you love to see in these rivalries. You know what? You know, and he's got a good point. I'm right there with him. I told you this thing would be tight and come down to some, you know, uh, one possession thing, and I'm watching this game. And, and then I go back. I'm like, well, man, maybe South Carolina does suck, you know. Maybe Vanderbilt <laughs> does suck. Maybe I was way off. And why the hell did I pick this one? You know, I'm glad I didn't lock it down. But uh, it was, you know, it is what it is. But I, I just don't want to see this program implode. I don't want to see the fan base implode because, you know, they have got, some opportunities, man, to they're not going to win any trophies, man. They're still fighting like hell. Uh, and what, how many wins they got now? Gators. Yeah. Five and five, three. So they got to get one more. What's their, what's so what's their, uh, what's their schedule again? Yeah. So next week they got Arkansas, which is coming okay. off a bye, which that they're again, we'll get to the point spread at LSU after that. Yeah. At Missouri and then Florida state who's undefeated right. coming to Gainesville though. Yeah. So again, Let's say you beat Arkansas. Again, I, I'm not sitting here picking all these games right now, but let's say that let's just let's just go with me here, Shane. They they beat Arkansas. You, you, there, you get your bowl eligibility. Yeah. You lose to LSU. That's a tough ass place to play. Mm-hmm. Mizzou's red hot. Let's say you lose that one. But yeah. let's say Florida State's undefeated. They're high in the college football playoff, and you whoop them Seminoles' ass. <laughs> I, I mean, I get Florida fans. Again, they're not going to be happy with the record. Yeah, but I think they'll go into the off season saying. We got our man. He, they just, you know, killed Florida State. Like, I, I short of them winning the national championship, yeah. ruining it for Florida State. That'd be great. I, I think That'd that's the narrative. Great. That's what you're rooting for. I think. Well, that in a bowl game, Mike. I mean, right, right, you know, yeah. That, when I, this, the reason I'm saying it, you can't be hungover, you can't carry this on to next week because, you know, Arkansas is a program that you can beat. Uh, a lot of teams have beat them this year, and if you do that, you've sealed up. You know, those extra practices, which are going to be extremely viable for, for a young program like the Florida Gators. Um, so you, you don't want to squander that. If not, you'll be chasing your tail because after that, you got three top 25 programs, and it's going to be a little tougher to find that sixth win. Right. All right. How about this one, Shane? Oh, oh, oh I can't believe how much bourbon is in Cousin <laughs> Shane's pantry after this one, Shane. And if I was a Kentucky fan, Shane, I would be asking this. I'd be, I'd be asking it. Mark Stoops, 
If this, if that's a joke, I love it. If not, can't wait to unpack that with you later. Because <laughs> by God, what are we doing here? Lose to Tennessee at home, thirty-three to twenty-seven. Back-to-back home losses for Kentucky over two teams that I think you go into the season thinking you can beat mm-hmm. Missouri and Tennessee. But uh, this was a line of scrimmage game, Shane, yeah. like we thought it would be. Tennessee, 254 rushing yards. They are elite of elite on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is incredible. They only allowed 72 rushing yards to Kentucky. I mean, it's just a phenomenal performance. And how about Joe Milton, Shane? A lot of people done with Joe. Where's Nico? Can we get Nico's ass <laughs> in the game? Well, he was just 18 of 21, Shane. Uh, 81 85% completion percentage, the best for a Tennessee player since 2016 when Josh Dobbs set the all-time record with a 91% uh, completion percentage. Jalen Wright, 120. Sampson, 76. And this game, Shane, second possession. Because Tennessee just does what they do against mm-hmm. Kentucky every damn time. Yeah. They just score in about one minute. They go length of the field, embarrass them at home, on the road, doesn't matter where it's at. They embarrass Kentucky's defense. And then second possession of the game, Mark Stoops goes for it on fourth down. Well, they get first, it's, it's third and short first. They yeah. stuff their ass. They go for it on fourth. They stuff their ass again. Yeah. And right there, this game, they're not going to win this game. You know what? Because they got embarrassed. There's, this is supposed to be the right. big blue wall. It's a big blue embarrassment is what it is. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee just took the heart and soul out of Mark Stoops and company, and it results in Cousin Shane getting some more bourbon. <laughs> Five bottles of bourbon heading my way, man. I cannot wait. I, I even had Ollie. Ollie was uh, messaging me earlier. He was there at Buffalo Trace. So I can't wait to get some of that fine Kentucky bourbon. And, and man, I tell you what, brother. This was a very, very emotional game. It was up and down and up and down, and 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 I get it. I, there's there's frustration around this, you know. As a Tennessee fan, you're like, we just holding is non-existence. You know, it just does not happen. I'm saying it because that's what they're all saying. And then Kentucky, you know, was that a catch? Was that not? I don't know. I slowed it down. Who am I to judge? My, my eyes ain't that good. I got glasses. I can't see what's going on over there. But I will say, brother, it this came down to coaching, and Hopple out coached him. Oh, Stoops yeah. got him. Uh, Stoops, Stoops had timeouts. He had everything. He wanted to play conservative. He wanted to play keep away, and it bit him right there in the ass. That's exactly what happened. This Kentucky blue defense, our offense. I, I thought it'd come down to defense, and it came down to whose defense is shittier. You know, that's almost what it, it, it boiled down to: Kentucky's rushing defense or Tennessee's passing defense. And 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 thank God, you know, Kentucky wanted to stay on the field the entire time. But when they got to going, man, I say what you want. I thought Leary was dialed in. These receivers weren't dropping. That was one of the things we talked yep. about: was these guys and their drops, buddy. They didn't have any. Maybe a couple there toward the end, but. But they they were dialed in, and they could have. I, I truly believe if if they would have just played the Tennessee narrative and just did a shootout, Kentucky may have walked away with victory here because we were just going to get field goals the entire time, you know. Right. So it was a uh, it was a hell of a matchup, and uh, you know, thank God Stoops held on to the timeouts, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and we even saw uh, the return of uh, fake injuries. Oh, yeah, came back. You yeah. know, Kentucky was faking. And, because when Tennessee was going tempo, Kentucky couldn't stop it right. at all. Nope. Particularly on the ground. And, and like I said, Joe Milton had his best day. But let me ask you this, because maybe I'm taking crazy pills. But I, I you was know, sitting here, was watching it with my dad, and yeah. we're saying the same thing. Heupel, 
And now I don't want to, I don't want to throw this on Joe Milton because he, okay, oh, he just had his best yeah. game, but it's somebody. So he, he does not trust the offense. Yeah. And I think it's end of the first half. It's clear as day, Shane. They let the play clock run down to 18 seconds. That's mm-hmm. unheard of for Tennessee. Right. And then the following play, they let it run down to eight seconds. Right. And never in my life. I mean, again, he's not hitting hooker, so I'm not trying to bash Milton, but could you imagine in a world where Josh Heupel does not tell Hendon Hooker to to put his damn foot on the gas? You know what I mean? Like something is holding them up. Maybe it's being on the road. I don't know. But uh, that that's a little troubling to me with Missouri and, and Georgia coming up because our ground game is killing it. Our defense is killing it. Yet there's there's still a hang up here. Yeah. And and I don't understand wh- why that why they're playing it so conservatively. Well. I mean, it could be a couple of things, you know. Uh, maybe we the backup situation isn't as close as we, the ball fans think it is. Right, you know, right. maybe these receivers haven't really grown into that role like we thought they should. You know, it, it may not just be Joe Milton. And, and, and hey, just yeah. real quick, Ollie, he says yeah. uh, he is literally packing up something for you right now. Oh we man, we I don't want to admit to any felonies I here. Can smell the sawdust from here, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll let Marler open this one. <laughs> Too soon. Hey, I, I, again, I've been, I have been, if, if folks listening to the show know that I've been on Joe Milton's ass more than anybody, you yep. know, I I've been ready to pull the, pull the, the leash that weeks ago. But I think he took some big steps forward this week. And I think yeah. he earned a little bit of that coach confidence. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. there 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 wasn't just the the old quote unquote ninety yard throws. There was some damn dimes that he threw against his body. There was a there's two in particular that I mean, that's next level th- quarterbacking right there. And that's what we've been missing. And 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 it's and it's present, and you could feel it with these receivers getting a little bit more confident, getting a little more cocky out there. You know that's good for this offense because soon as that happens, that's when those run, running lanes open up. That's when Wright has a forty yard run. That's yeah. when Sampson goes off. Now Sampson had his own drive. You know you're gonna oh, yeah. put him out there with eleven defenders. By God, he was gonna score a touchdown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But. But I will say on that side of the ball, it felt like they grew up a little bit. Now I'm still, I'm still scratching my head about this red zone uh, issues mm. that that Tennessee's having. Right, um, and I don't know if if that's more credit for. I, I'd like to credit Kentucky, but this is a thing that's happening week after week after week. Yeah, you know Tennessee is good for eighty yards, but when we get in that red zone, you know they they really bottle up, and and it's almost like they get a little bit like, hey, well, at least we'll get a field goal out of this thing. Right. Well, and, uh, you know, it, again, I, I'm not trying to be negative because there were, like you said, Ch- Chaz Nimrod made that yeah. touchdown. It's kind of sad, but one of one of Tennessee receivers, wide-ass open, scored yeah. a touchdown, I expect him to drop the ball or, yeah. or Milton overthrow it. No, I mean, maybe they're, maybe they're coming on, finally. Uh, Dante Thornton, mm-hmm. completely MIA this year. Biggest game of the season. So players are stepping up, Shane. And like you said, Dylan Sampson, my my goodness. Like at the end of the game, I, I think that says a lot for Tennessee, a lot for Heupel, that they're putting it in this uh, young running back's hands because mm-hmm. he, he was the one. You know, obviously a lot of people said they they should have played him more against Florida. And maybe yeah. they, maybe it was a different outcome. I don't I don't know that it would have made a different outcome, but again, he he was a that was a disappearing act. And when the game was on the line, Tennessee again went man to man. With Kentucky on the line of scrimmage, right. where George, where Kentucky, that's their DNA, 
and Tennessee took their soul on the road. That's that's big. And again, credit Josh Heupel for basically doing a 180, Shane. Yeah. And and I realize they ran the ball a ton last year, but they're not the high flying offense. They're yeah. they're run the ball, play defense, and that's what they're doing. And it's winning. And I think it's good enough to beat Missouri. I think it's it's good. Obviously, UConn and, and Vanderbilt. Right. We'll see about Georgia, but hell, that what they were doing last year against Georgia didn't work. So <laughs> this new approach at home, maybe this is the method to to get the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, there, there's a lot to like. I think Tennessee's getting better, and I'm starting to believe. As the science says right here, I'm starting to believe here, Shane. I, I was not a believer. I was dumb enough to pick Kentucky. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I couldn't have been more wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it when you say it like that, Mike, because you are you are dead wrong. Tennessee Vols look damn good there at the end. And when we had four minutes left, I, I, did, I was not that nervous. I, I knew Tennessee was going to keep moving the chains because that's what they've been doing the entire game. I knew this defense was not going to stop them, and it's kind of – it's kind of wild, the progress and the digress that that Kentucky's offense and defense are making. You know, yeah, offense it was not working, and one of the things they talked about was Cohen getting back to the NC State, seeing what worked for Leary, and by God, man, it worked, brother. This offense, they look like a juggernaut out there. You know, if they you think about it, if they played this way this entire season, what their record might have been. So yeah. um, this was a big step. I, I thought Barry and Brown, I thought he made some, I mean, tightrope catches. Uh, Key stepped up. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they're, they were there. The offense, they get, if, if they would have won this game, we, that's all we would be talking about is, is how great Leary looked and how great these receivers and, and Dingle and all those guys looked, you know, and Cohen, you know, he's the next head coach somewhere. That's what the, the, they're saying the next offense coordinator at Florida. Please. Just, I'm telling you, I'm just saying, man. Maybe, maybe just I, I saw one of the comments, and I'd love, I'd love to give him a, a, a shout out, but I can't remember who did it. But they said uh, that Cohen should have done the old former route, you know, like he did Johnny, yeah. you know, and just kind of take over while he's in the hospital or something, you know. But uh, that I, I will say that side impressive, but the the defense on the other hand on both sides Tennessee and and Kentucky well, I don't just... think that's fair for Tennessee I I thought their defense played really well where on the line yeah yeah I mean stuffing but, them on on sh- short yardage situations but Kamal Haddon you know that's something we yeah. didn't hit on he's out for the year he's their top corner um I I think Kentucky was just making plays out there shit man that secondary got diced up brother yeah yeah diced up who's what's t- Tennessee's schedule Mm-hmm. You know, real quick, Shane. Yeah, Janet, uh, appreciate you, Janet. Fifty dollar donation. Yeah. So happy the dogs kicked some gator butt, even though you locked it. So <laughs> we do appreciate you, Janet. Thank you, Janet. But uh, yeah, let's throw up uh, Tennessee's schedule here. But yeah, y- UConn this week. Okay, at home. Yeah, at Mizzou, Georgia at home, Vanderbilt at home. So <laughs> I mean, worst case, you're probably looking at eight and four. Yeah, uh, but. Optimistic, nine and three, ten and two with what? the upset of the year. You know what I mean? I I think that's going a, a bridge too far. But uh, nine and three, I think is is attainable if this Tennessee keeps showing up. They yeah. keep getting better. You said yeah, secondary, but uh, that's going to be a problem against Carson Beck. It's going to be a problem against Brady Cook. But um, I don't know. My, my my only concern is is the adjustments that that these guys ma- don't make. Uh, it, it feels like, hey, 
it didn't work the first half. Let's see if it works the second half. You yeah. know, I'm not the coach. I'm not behind the scenes or anything like that. But I've seen it several times with Tennessee. Um, not not really with Florida. Maybe a couple times, or um, I'm sorry, Kentucky. But um, but all in all, brother, it was the best game of the day. Um, you know, and I'm taking the homerism out and taking all the free bourbon I got my way. You know what I'm saying? It was just, <laughs> it was a exciting football game, and it was a good way to end Saturday. Yeah. Um, now, Shane, we also got, let's see, some interesting comments here. Uh, let's go with Josh Heupel first. I, I got some thoughts on Mark Stoops, but uh, Josh Heupel, after this game, Shane, he's apparently not a big fan of them SEC refs. Cat, next question. <laughs> this sounds like you, cousin Shane, not wanting to get fined oh, by these. Yeah. Were, the, were the refs that bad? Did you think? Yeah, just yeah. a lot of missed holdings. I I didn't notice it. I, I, again, we're, we see all the we see all the you know people hit us up on Twitter. They, they freeze frame. Look look at this arm. Yeah. But I, I honestly think you can do that about every damn game mm-hmm. and every play. There's probably someone getting held. Now that's not saying the refs are doing a, a great job because like like you said. That that catch that they gave Tennessee, which resulted in three points, I yeah. don't think that was a catch. Yeah, that was a bad call, and they even reviewed it. So I don't know how they came away with that. But uh, what's your, what's your thoughts on these refs? Well, I, obviously, I, I think there was zero post snap penalties. You know, yeah, it was I, I two weeks in a row. I think. Yeah, it's Ooh. kind of kind of interesting. You know, interesting. pretty alarming there. So I get it. I get the hate because, like you said, we're constantly looking at those guys bringing the pressure. Why? Because they damn near lead the country in sacks. And then all of a sudden we, we go against a program that we can't get back there in the backfield. Mm. And, you know, you just, you just said how bad the big blue wall was, but all of a sudden they're, they're keeping the best defenders from sacking the quarterback. So, mm. and, and obviously I've seen every slow, slow down, you know, <laughs> thing throughout this entire game. Uh. Obviously you're right. If you slow it down, you're going to see holding just about on every play. But there are some up around the neck that you're like, come on, how the hell did that not get called? Do you know what I'm saying? So I am, I get it. I get the frustration there. Um, I'm not saying there's a huge conspiracy, but I've never seen it two games in a row like this. Okay, okay. I just thought I'd get that on record, Shane. I just Where's that riff at? Is he from Lexington? <laughs> Is he selling real estate up there? <laughs> now, again, we asked for uh, callers. We had uh, several from Tennessee, but these were the highlights. Unfortunately, Shane, no calls from Kentucky. I, I don't know what was up with that. But we got some good ones from Tennessee just to make up for it. Fellas, it's time. If I were Mark Stoops, I would, I would go up to the podium and say, fellas, it's time. Pick up the shovels and get back to the coal mines, baby. Go big damn orange. You're nothing. You'll never be anything. And then one more. And not only is this guy happy about this, he's happy Beamer lost, which we'll get to in a minute. Yo, what's up, Cousin Shane and Mike? I'm feeling great today right now. We just beat Kentucky for the 40th time. I don't know. I've lost count in the last, like, 45 years. Who cares? But not only did we beat Kentucky, and we sent them uh, Wildcats back to the coal mines. Uh. Oh, what's his name? Beamer down in South Carolina lost again. So, boys, I can't be any happier. Go Big Orange, and let's 
beat uh, UConn next week. Back to the goal, mines. Well, that, that's where I wanted to go next, Shane. Mark Stoops here. Yeah. Like, again, he gets blasted for, I, I think he's the eighth high, highest paid coach in the country, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. Uh, but I have called him, and, and this is not me just, just making BS up. I think yeah. people think I do that. But uh, this is officially graded. He is a C-plus coach mm-hmm. for, he's in 11 years now. Right. You know, it takes two, three, four years to get an accurate grade on someone. It doesn't take 11 years. Yeah. And that does, I'm not sitting here saying he's awful. I'm not saying he should be fired. I'm saying he's overpaid. And these are the games that he's paid in an elite amount to win, and he rarely, rarely, rarely wins them. Uh, what do we do here? What, what What's your thought? If you were a Kentucky fan, Shane, and you're sitting here saying, hey, he's elevated us, which right. he has. He's the winningest coach in their program history. But, um, I mean, again, losing to Mizzou, losing to Tennessee. These are, according to that model that I use the mm-hmm. grading for, he, that's, those are two minuses. Yeah. He leads the SEC right now in minus coaching this year, minus two on the season. He's minus four now in his career, makes him a C graded coach. Um, is it time to? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I guess that's an open ended question. But what do we do here? What are, have we reached a ceiling? What's your thoughts on all this? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you haven't done it in eleven years, and again, I get it. He has, like you said, quote unquote, elevated the program. But the program is elevated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So going out and getting a coach now, you don't need a guy like Stoops. There's some big names floating around there that would love to have that opportunity. You know, so they've got the money, they got the NIL, they got the facilities, they've got a lot of things working in their favor. But you know, how many times have we walked away from a big game or how many times have we convinced each other that this is the year that they make a run for the SEC championship, blah, blah, blah. Right. The problem you're going to run into, Mike, is scheduling. You know, say what you want. Kentucky has had a pretty easy run on the scheduling, and that's something we always joke about and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But when the divisions go away and your schedule is just as tough as everybody else's schedule, then all of a sudden that gap is not going to be as wide as you thought it was. So, yeah, I, I I mean, I thought this was their shot to – I really did, man. I thought this was the shot that maybe not to win the East, but definitely be the second, potentially second best team in it. And um, for every step they take forward, they take two back, you know? Right, and I'm not sitting here saying we got to fire the guy or anything, right. but if you know if he were to leave, he's probably taking a pay cut. Yeah. So who in the hell is going to do that? Uh, they're just in a tough spot, and and I think they got two great coordinators – They've got a really good roster, I think better than what has been shown so far this season. But I guess that's just life in the SEC. I I just don't know if there's – I don't know if there's an easy answer to get out of this one. No, because I do like the coaching. I really do. I I think, like you said, they've – I think they got two of the, like you said, best coordinators. If they can keep that intact, yeah, um, you know, keep the talent coming in, keep, you know, hitting that transfer portal hard – you know, you're going to get some good ones and you're going to get some bad ones. And unfortunately, I think the ones, you know, well, I mean, you could argue that that Ray was was probably the best one that was out there. And now you're starting to see Leary emerge, but it, it was almost like too late. And, uh, you know, that early development. So I don't know, man, Kentucky, I 
I don't know if you want to rock that boat, you know, because there's a lot of people that like Mark. There's, you know, myself included, mm-hmm. but he's an emotional coach. He he means well, but again, sometimes when you've been there for so long, it's it's kind of kind of tough to get out of your way and and, and kind of change with those times, you know. Yeah, and that will keep away. That drives me nuts because anybody watching the Tennessee Kentucky game knew that if Kentucky had the ball, they're probably going to take it down there and score. You know, we just needed to be the last one with the ball. And and he just got a little too conservative, got a little too carried away there at the end. Well, you know who else is getting carried away, Shane? And that's our friends over at MyBookie. Don't forget, head on over to MyBookie.ag today and put in that promo code, that SEC. that's T-H-A-T-S-E-C. And why they're, I'm saying they're getting carried away, Shane, they are giving our listeners – Exclusive offer here. It's called the 200 cash bonus. 200 bucks cash. No strings attached. If you head on over to mybookie.ag today, start up a new account with that promo code, that SEC. And boy, we used to sit here and say, just fade this man. Not anymore. And you're going to get it right. You you can double your money in a heartbeat. But now that he's got them glasses, Mm -hmm. now that he's the professor, He's two and zero. Oh. That's the only record that really matters. Absolutely, two and zero. Oh, you got your Auburn. Let's let's get right into that, Shane. I even got the uh, the image you shared here. I'm gonna throw it up on the screen here. But uh, Shane, two and zero, oh, the Grim Reaper over here, <laughs> counting all that cash over at my bookie. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football. Fans, Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. The podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. Head on over to GameTime.co and use promo code THATSEC for $20 off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co. Snag tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code that. SEC for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem that SEC for 20 bucks off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That was after you you nailed it, brother. I I foolishly picked Mississippi State mm-hmm. to win, but Auburn not only did they win, they covered by beating Mississippi State 27 to 13. Mississippi State is who we thought they were. Yep. Totally fraudulent. I, I was saying it all week. But you know what? I Something I would say, Shane, to Peyton Thorne. Mm-hmm. You know what the happiest animal on earth is? What's that? It's a goldfish. You know why? Because it's got a 10-second memory. And that's what I think old Hugh told Peyton Thorne this week. And what did Peyton Thorne do, Shane? He responded 20 of 26, 230 passing yards, three touchdowns. My word, Shane. They left. 
touchdown Robbie on the bench. They yep. they just let Peyton Thorne run with it. And we like Robbie Ashford. We've been calling for more Robbie Ashford, but clearly this this is what was needed. Yeah. Because maybe there was something psychological with Peyton Thorne looking over his shoulder. I don't know. But he was incredible. This was the best he's looked in an Auburn uniform, and it was the difference in the football game. Jarquez Hunter also had 144 rushing yards. And I mean, they were they scored two touchdowns on the first two possessions, yeah. Shane. I didn't think they could score two touchdowns uh, in a football game yet. They did it in the first quarter. Thoughts on Auburn, Shane, getting this big win, taking a big step towards bowl eligibility in Hugh Freeze's first season. What about Auburn discovering the downfield pass, brother? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was a sight to behold. And, and, and once those started connecting, Hunter had a field day. It was this is this is the Hugh Freeze we signed up for, Mike. This is at the start of the season. This is what we expected when Auburn came in. Yeah. We said, hey, man, we don't know how good this defense is going to be, but by God, they're going to be able to put some points on the board. And they've not been able to do that up to this point. It's almost like they forgot about how to playing offense or throw down the field. But thank God they're a goldfish. Is that what you said? Because yep. they got a 10-second memory. And now they are <laughs> now they they look like the high and flying, you know. It, it was fun. It was exciting. The fan base, you could feel it down there in Jordan-Hare. It was it, it was good. It was a it was a huge step forward and and I think it's pivotal, brother. You know, it's a little late, a little late in the season, but you know, still you got Auburn. Somebody has the rest of their schedule has penciled in an easy victory. You can't do that anymore. Right. Because they've got a good defense. And now they got an offense that's starting to come around and, and keep them in the ball game. So how uh, about this comment from uh, Michael Riley, Shane? Zach Arnett. Mm-hmm. Your next Walmart greeter. Oof. Yeah, he's got a nice mustache, kind of like me. So I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that's that's the other Michael saying it, but yeah. rough, rough look here for Mississippi State. You know, you get that that huge seven to three win. I was yeah. hoping it would snowball, but all of a sudden, oh man, making a bowl game looks looks drastic here. But let, let's focus on Auburn for a second here, Shane. Again, uh, you, you beat State. Now you got Vanderbilt coming up. Mm-hmm. It is on the road at Arkansas, New Mexico State. There is a real opportunity. You you win four in a row. Yeah, heading into the Iron Bowl, and who knows, anything can happen in an Iron Bowl. So. I'm not sitting here saying they'll beat Alabama, but uh, big-time momentum. You get Alabama at home. Auburn, I, was, I, I sold all my stock in Auburn this week. Yeah. Once again, another foolish decision by me because they, they maybe they're catching fire here a little yeah. bit. Yeah, well, they are. And, and again, it's it's they have to be balanced. And for this entire season, they've not been, you know, uh, unless it was a cupcake component. And, and right. I'm not saying Mississippi State was – because you know you've, I felt like the Bulldogs took a huge step forward last week, mm-hmm. and then they go down here and they just shit the bed, and and I think that's why folks are so mad at Arnett, and, and they're blaming him when your quarterback comes out here and averages five yards a pass. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and Mike Wright, if he's not the guy, he's not the only quarterback over there. You know, I, I just I, I I'm kind of. I, I don't know. I'm frustrated with them because I'm watching some of the talent that they have on that roster and it feels like it's being squandered a little bit here. You know, right. they've got some dudes. They they didn't just all up and leave last year. They've, they've got some damn athletes and, and given opportunities, they've made some special plays, but it, it just feels like we're not giving them opportunities to do that. And kudos to Auburn. To, like I said, uh, I, I thought Thorne, if you're picking some sort of, 
comeback player of the midseason. That that was my yeah. guy, you know, especially at little dimey through there in the first quarter. It was like 40, 50 yards. I mean, it was in stride. It was beautiful. And it was like, we need more of this. You keep doing this. And all of a sudden, Hunter's just, like I said, going to have a field day back there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a great performance top to bottom with Auburn. Shitty performance for Mississippi State, obviously. And I saw some uh, discussion about this. I wanted to throw it your way, Shane, but mm-hmm. Mississippi State. Maybe it's not Zach Arnett's fault because this looks like a roster. It's got some nice players, yeah, but overall, it it looks pretty bad. Mm-hmm. It looks like very few difference makers on defense outside of some some good linebackers, a couple good defensive linemen. Um, on offense, you know they've got a really good running back. They got a couple receivers, but that's about it that I can think of. Um, and is that maybe a testament? to just how great the late, great Mike Leach was, that he was getting production out of these guys. I think at the same time, you can kind of, you know, if you were paying close attention, he was, he was not an elite recruiter. Yeah. He, he was never going to be that. But he was the ultimate schemer. And and these fans are, are so mad that Zach Arnett blew up the scheme. Yeah. But, again, I, I question how much they were paying attention. Because right. we were – you know, anybody that watched Mississippi State the last couple of years knew the defense was a heck of a lot better than the offense. Right. And the defense was carrying them. And the offense at times, hey, they won the games. So I'm not I'm not discrediting anything they did. But to think you were going to run that as well as the godfather of it, Mike Leach, with mm-hmm. someone else. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think I think he Zach Arnett, we all know the situation why he got the head coaching job, but I don't think people realize what a difficult position he was going to be put in with this roster which just seems devoid of of many elite sec difference makers but also i think what what's so frustrating is is when it did get crunch time or in crucial times mike found ways to get the ball to his best athletes now they may not be the best athlete on another program but there's few i mean there's a lot in the league right now that come mm-hmm. through Mississippi State. They've got a lot of hell of athletes and and they probably got some on this roster and you know, but then it's 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 about coaching too and putting your guys in the right in the right position and and um what were they like 2 for 14 or 2 for 12 on third down so in crucial 2 for pl- 12. Yeah, I mean, come on, crucial plays. A lot of that isn't just players and player development. A lot of time that is like you said schemes and coaching and 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 getting mm. that first down and keeping those chains moving. So they had moments. They had splash plays in this game where, you know, they had Auburn on their heels. And there was a moment even I was like, uh-oh, here it comes. You know, I thought the curse was back. But, but again, <laughs> they they lost it. And, and that seems yeah. to be the theme this year with, with Arnett and Mississippi State Bulldogs is, a, hey, we, we've, we're good, but we're not, you know, we're there's no way we're going to win. Right. And, and so let's, uh, again, we're not – predicting all these games right this red hot second but they're mississippi state we're four and four mm-hmm. we've got the third longest bowl streak in the sec and to some programs maybe that doesn't mean anything but i think at mississippi state that is mm-hmm. that is something to be proud about because there's hell tennessee doesn't have that right and it's this is mississippi state so i, I they, they desperately want to keep that going so we got to win at least two more we got kentucky at home yeah. coming up they've not won in in Starkville since uh, a long time. I don't know the date, but it's been a while. At A&M, mm-hmm. it's going to be very difficult. Southern Miss at home. You, you figure that's that's a guarantee almost. 
Ole Miss at home. True. Red hot. So you, you essentially what this boils down to, take care of business of Southern Miss. You got to beat Kentucky at AM or Ole Miss at home. You got to win one of those three. Does Mississippi State make a bowl game? What do you, what's your at thoughts? At this moment, and again, this is we don't know what it looks like a couple weeks from now, but right. at this moment, no. I, I thought, you know, you you were quick to to not crown Mississippi State last week, and and probably I should have agreed with you, because maybe that was just more Arkansas than it was Mississippi State. But this week, I felt like we took a another step back, and to to think that they're going to win, yeah, I, I, I guess the Southern Miss that would be the one, and then you know I, I don't know, it's got to be Kentucky or it's got to be. Um, Hell, I don't know, man. Texas A&M or Ole Miss. <laughs> Ole, Ole Miss upset special in a rivalry. Ooh, you know, that's that that may be it. I mean, obviously, if you can win the Egg Bowl, if if they can make a bowl, I think. Arnett, how about, how, how about I'll, I'll be kind of Mississippi yeah. State here. Maybe, maybe you go into that Egg Bowl. You got to win it to to get the bowl, postseason, yeah. obviously. But maybe it's either Alabama or LSU lock up the West before the final weekend, and then Ole Miss sitting here saying, God. You know, we were we were yeah. playing for the SEC championship. Yeah. That's out of a grasp. Yeah, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think yeah, of a way. Maybe the one let I mean, down. Let down. You that know? game's always fun. That, right. That right. game's always exciting to watch, and and who knows how that one plays out. But you're right. If there is a scenario, and Ole Miss, you know, just finally figures out that they're not going to an SEC championship, maybe they just kind of take their foot off the gas, and that's that's what you want if you're a bulldog here. So you can't roll it out. There is home field advantage, and I still think they got one of the best fan bases out there in the country. So, you know, you never know what's going to happen in that stadium. And a lot of the, the commenters, Shane, they're, they're saying Cliff Kingsbury, who pl- who played under Mike Leach, mm-hmm. coach Johnny Manziel when he won the Heisman, yeah. bring his ass, run to Mike Leach. <laughs> I don't think it's quite that simple, but uh, hell, you, you could probably do a lot worse. I mean, he's been an NFL coach, yeah, Texas Tech coach, uh, but I don't think he was good at any of those. So yeah. I, I don't think I'd be bringing him in. Yeah, maybe. I mean, is he better than Arnett? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he probably is. But, hey, Shay, we had two Auburn men call in to congratulate you on your lock of the week 2-0. Love the show. Got to say, I was so pissed that you locked Auburn for the win. That damn curse is some real shit. But guess what? We fucking won. War damn eagle. Love you guys. Hey, guys. First time caller. Love the voicemail deal. That's awesome. Tell you something, Cousin Shane. You locked today, brother. Help the Tigers out, baby. War eagle. I just want to call and say I'm a fan. Pulling for you balls right here. Hope they pull out one against the Wildcats. But let me tell you something. I know the locks ain't been precious. I know they ain't been helpful. And the luck been on your side, brother. But today... You have one for the Tigers, brother. And as an Auburn fan, I just want to say I appreciate you. Love the content. Love the show. You guys are great. And war damn eagle. All right, Shane. So I had to ask you, after being mocked relentlessly for all damn near two yep. months, now we got – I mean, people are still upset when you lock them, let's be honest. But when it, now they see the genius of the professor nailing these predictions. How, how much pride does it fill your heart when you got these – these great fans saying, "Man, Shane, you did it again. You yeah. you willed us to victory." Is this is this it? Is yes, this sir. where I'm at, <laughs> Mike? Dumb Shane. 
Smart Shane. Poor Shane, rich Shane. I'll tell you, brother, I should have bought these glasses earlier. You know, there's not even lens in them. You know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. There are, but I'm just saying it was an awesome, awesome weekend. But, but, but coming back and, and finally being on the winning side, watching money go back into my account, not out of my account, it feels good because I don't like to, I, I've never been that guy. I never wanted to curse a program. Right. The Grim Reaper was not a name that I came up with. You know, it just became that, you know, when I was one in 11. So, you know, it's kind of nice to be back on this side of the ball and, and, and giving a team the ability to, to do something that they want to do. And that's get a win on Saturdays. So, yeah, yeah, I got money. I got bourbon. I mean, life's good. Life is good, brother. <laughs> Head lasso sit next to me. I mean, it doesn't get any better than this. Well, life is also good for them Aggies, Shane. They beat South Carolina 30 to 17. And if if I walked into the Aggie lock, here's here's what I say, Shane. Mm-hmm. I do love a locker room. It smells like potential. And that's what them <laughs> Aggies got, man. They got this world of potential. And I'll sum this one up perfectly, Shane. Anaya Smith did not, he's he's all world athlete, mm-hmm. one of the best receivers in the SEC, Shane. He didn't score a damn receiving touchdown until this game. And we're, what are we, eight games into yeah. the season here? We, we're we getting our guys the ball. They're making the most of it. Spencer Rattler, he did come out red hot. I, and I even tweeted out, oh, man, he's on fire. Yeah. Six, eight, 63 yards. He, he, they went basically three and out the next five positions. They they were done. They're, South Carolina is, is limping down the season. Yeah. Let's call it yeah. what it is. They they are struggling, Shane, big time. But that's we'll get to them in a second. This, this to me, was all about A&M, Shane. Mm-hmm. Max Johnson's a damn warrior. Yep. He was getting killed. But uh, Anaya Smith, Evan Stewart, I mean, these big-time players. Max Wright, Bo keeps asking us, was that a touchdown? Hell yeah, that was a touchdown. I, can you believe they they reviewed it? They didn't give him the touchdown. When a fullback, toe taps, Yeah, you got to give it to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, putting in the work. But uh, this, this was one, Shane, you get down early. Remember, th- this was a recipe for an upset. Yeah. You get down early, 11 a.m. Central kickoff. South Carolina's looking like they really want it. And it's 7-0 at the end of the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Everybody's tweeting. Everybody. Oh, God, Jimbo. Yeah. They're getting his ass ready. They're they're getting the buyout ready at halftime, all this. And then you come out and score 21 in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Completely seize this game. This is, this is a testament to this team. Making the plays needed to be made. Four sacks, 10 tackles for loss. This was the advantage we thought it was going to be for Texas A&M on the line of scrimmage. They they lived up to it and uh, big, big time win. And again, yep. I know I know I've mocked it, Shane, but they could still go nine and three. Yeah, and if they go nine and three, it's not the season we wanted, but it's it's a they were five five and seven last yeah. year. That's a huge step in the right direction. But they they were never going to get there unless they beat South Carolina. They took care of business. This game felt like whoever had the shittiest offensive line was gonna was gonna <laughs> lose, and both of them, man, they were racing for it, brother. But I, I think you're right. A and M figured out, hey, let's get a nice the ball, let's get Stewart the ball, let's get our playmakers the football, and they will carry us to victory. That's what it felt like, brother. Um, you know, and, and, and kudos to South Carolina hanging in there. They they could have. They could have folded up and, and left after after half, you know, but they fought. They, this this is a scrappy little program, and and I'm I'm going to go. People are saying, Shane, stop 
praise in South Carolina. But could you imagine if they had an offensive line? Yeah. You know, if if Leggett was healthy, if Juice was healthy mm-hmm. with Harbor emerging, with yeah. Trey out there. I mean, that's that's a damn, They'd be unguardable. Huh? I, I feel like they'd be unguardable. Oh, yeah. Anderson came out of nowhere, yeah. little dirty bird, you know. So, <laughs> I, 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 they got it's fun. It's a fun little team, but they can't stay healthy and they can't keep everybody on the field. And you know, this offensive line is just trash. Texas A and M too. It, it, it blows my mind the the development of that front five. And, and Max Johnson's fighting for his damn life. You know, he yeah. is, he's going to have some sort of minor surgeries after this game. I can tell you right now. Uh, because I've never seen anybody throw from their back foot as much as him, but he did it. And, you know, for, for A&M to go nine and three, they're going to have to say, protect him better, you know, because I don't know what it looks like if Max goes out. I don't know what this team looks like, but, I mean, it seems like every game he's limping away from one or two of these plays. So, um, yeah, it was it was, it was was a good game. It was a good start. Big win for Texas A&M. They had their back against the wall. And, you, and again, we said this going into this one. Uh, both these coaches don't want to lose, but one can't lose, and that was Jimbo because you're right. If Jimbo would have lost this one, probably would have been fired immediately. Yeah, and, and this is the stat I was trying to look up, Shane. South Carolina uh, in the first half, mm-hmm. 90 yards of offense. Yeah. They had 65 on the first drive. <laughs> so, again, th- kind of like Florida against Georgia, uh, credit these coaches, I guess, for for scheming something up in the opening drive, executing. They probably practiced it all week. Mm-hmm. But then A&M, and, and Georgia, obviously, but A&M for this game made the adjustments, locked down after that first drive. Uh, man, this was South Carolina in a tough, tough spot. And the fans are pissed. Yeah. They want all the coordinators fired. Uh, where would this team be without Spencer Rattler? I mean, they're – they're the best. What are they? Two and six in yeah. the country. They, <laughs> they'd be the best one and seven. You said I guess. that on the, <laughs> people didn't see it. I asked which which one's the better two win team. Is it Arkansas or South Carolina? And you're going South Carolina. I'm going South Carolina. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I, I mean, at they, this moment, they didn't. They beat the hell out of Mississippi State. You know. Uh, yeah, and Edrin Cooper. Bo shouts out. I mean, he he may be SEC defensive player there. He's playing yeah. his playing his uh, heart out. I mean, he's just so damn impressive. But uh, again, credit because this is a team. A lot of people thought they, after multiple losses, coming off that bye week, mm-hmm. they they cave when they get down early. I, I think that's that's the most impressive thing we can say. Let's look at A and M schedule moving forward here, Shane. We've got at Ole Miss. Yep. Of course, they've not gotten over Lane Kiffin yet. Jimbo's not beating him, but that doesn't mean they can't do it. Mississippi State at home, Abilene Christian at home. You got to feel good about those two. At LSU, so it very difficult. Yeah, but again, seven five looks likely. But if you go eight and four, or or heaven forbid nine and three, I again that's not the record you wanted. But I think the way things broke down, if they go nine and three, we're we're going to be saying, by God, we're we got us something here. We're cooking. And I and I think it was a nice that said after the game that you know they still have the opportunity for a special season, and and that's what you want to hear. From a team captain, you yep. know, you, coming out here and, you know, because they could have gave up. They, you know, they could have sat one out and, you know, maybe got a, you know, a certain because a lot of these guys do that after the end of the season and they just get ready for the draft and stuff like that. But they're not doing that. They're coming out here, they're scrapping, and they've got an opportunity 
they could single-handedly decide who goes to the SEC championship. You know, knock Ole Miss off, knock LSU out. Alabama's walking into that thing. So they got an opportunity to, you know, create havoc in the West, which is something you and I both love to to have because that means we're still fighting and we're still getting great football. Um, you know, so and and not to mention, if you end nine and three, I there's I, there's a chance Jimbo keeps his job. You know what I'm saying? And and, and he might get an extension. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, don't get carried away, Mike. They may call it that, but they're going to adjust the the, the salary yeah. a little bit. Take out so, the buyout a yeah, little bit. Yeah, we'll give you a couple more years, but we're going to reduce that buyout. But now let me play devil's advocate here, Shane, yeah. because it was a great win. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to take away from it, but South Carolina, brother. Yeah, their defense got awful, and this is two weeks in a row, Shane, where I have seen. First and goal from the 10, mm-hmm. and the opponent against South Carolina have an untouched rushing touchdown. Yeah. I mean, that's hard to do. Right. And that confined a space to not touch a running back. But we saw it here. Uh, South, what what are we doing here with South Carolina? And and again, you said it yourself. I mean, injuries have piled up. It's been a it's been a nightmare on that angle. Uh, we could say that about a lot of teams, mm-hmm. but I think it's fair for South Carolina fans to sit here and say, by God, you know, we we thought we were on to something. Now it looks like we've taken a big step back. We we got God, we're two and six. This schedule yeah. looks so ugly. We got Jacksonville State coming up, mm-hmm. Vanderbilt at home, Kentucky at home, Clemson. These are all at home. Right. So we could still make a bowl game. We still go six and six. And that's not the record anybody wanted, but it, the same thing with them. If they if they can get to six and six, because it would include a, a win over Clemson, I think ninety nine percent of Gamecock fans would would take that, uh, knowing what they if they knew about this team, what all the injuries that would beset them. But if they don't, Shane, if they if they don't make a bowl game, yeah, which I think is very realistic to sit here and say it's it's unlikely. Right. Even though all these are winnable, it's unlikely they're going to they're going to run the table given all the injuries and everything. What what is the current state of South Carolina in your mind? Is this is this just are we just chalking this up to just an incredible schedule? Guys got hurt or are we sitting here wondering about the future? Cuz I I'm seeing it from all all these other fans and I'm starting to see it from Carolina fans that are they're kind of losing a little bit of faith in Shane Beamer. Have you lost any faith in not necessarily this team, but just the future of South Carolina under Beamer? A little bit, a little bit. I'd be lying if I said, you know, I mean, that's all we've heard was, was October and, and <laughs> they they would love to forget October. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it was, it was not pretty. And, you know, one thing that I, I do like about, about Shane is, is, kind of that culture that he has created, but the talent that he's been able to to get to South Carolina. South Carolina's not an easy place to recruit to at the at you know, or it wasn't at the time that he took the job. And and you know, here we're sitting here looking at Spencer Rattler, you know, and people are every game talking about him in the NFL, you know, I mean, he's gonna get an opportunity here. So, you know, Shane wouldn't have I mean South Carolina wouldn't have him if it weren't for Beamer. So yeah. I, I feel like you know, not you can say that about a lot of players and uh, different programs, but I'm not giving up on them just yet. Uh, but it's, buddy, it, that obviously when you have the same problem year after year, that's what gets a little bit frustrating. That offensive line, you know, is you, you talked about the defense, yeah. But you know what you don't know, or probably 
not thinking about is you know two of the scores that that Texas A and M had in the uh, in the second quarter. You know they only had to go like fifty yards because the offense could do nothing. You know when you lose eleven yards on one drive, you, you're making it very very tough on this defense, and it's easy to criticize them when you get points off the board. Yeah. When sometimes again it stems back to that front five, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I would rather have six, seven guys up there blocking. You know what I'm saying? I keep just, just give Spencer some freaking time. All right. Well, you know who got time is Jackson Dart this weekend, Shay, because Ole Miss take, took care of business 33 to seven, beat Vanderbilt at home, Shane. Yeah. And I've always said, I thought tea was going to taste like hot brown water. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I was right. And I was right about this one, too, because Vanderbilt's awful, Shane. Ole Miss did whatever the hell they wanted to the Commodores there. And, uh, man, o- Ole Miss heating up. Yeah. Ole Miss heating up, brother. We got, uh, again, we got A&M coming to town. Mm-hmm. We, own, we own A&M for maybe the showdown in the year that few were talking about. We were talking about it, Shane, but few were talking about it. Ole Miss at Georgia. Imagine, Shane. Sit here, imagine if what would be eight and one against mm-hmm. nine and zero oh, if Georgia can get over Missouri, which that's that's no given. We'll, we'll be talking about that all week, obviously. But uh, man, I'm starting to have. I, I saw a stat, another stat, Shane. I know you love these stats. Only one team in the country's got three receivers. Yeah, that has five hundred or more yards individually. Yeah, it's him. Ole Miss no, Rebels. I, was, I, was I knew it was one of them. Junkins heating up. Jackson darts. Hell, I had yeah. him third in the power rankings, quarterback power rankings. I think he's lived up to that. Uh, we we may have us. Uh, I may be getting a juice tattoo. Thoughts on it? Let's don't get too carried away, Mike. All right. I want to first. I mean, you've been talking all good about the offense, but you know who really deserves the crown here, Mike, is Ole Miss's defense. Mm. They. They, sh- I, I would they have Vanderbilt have 100 yards in this game, something like that. <laughs> 220. Uh, it felt less than How that. How about these you know quarterbacks? 60 passing <laughs> yards. <laughs> 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 well, I will say, man, it was cool to see Ole Miss living in the backfield. Ole Miss should have beat Vanderbilt by 40, 50 points, Mike. And yeah. I, I mean, anybody watching that game knew the talent gap was, was, was vast here, but. You know, Ole Miss made some mistakes, brother. They made a couple of mistakes that they are not going to afford against some of these upcoming opponents. So that'll that is why I'm kind of tapping the brakes a little bit on this SEC hot because you know you go to Georgia and, and you start fumbling the balls and you start throwing stupid interceptions. You know you could correct that against Vanderbilt. You can't against the Georgia Bulldogs. So and, and I know I sound critical with Ole Miss, but. You know, I really do yeah, think that this like, – give me a second here. <laughs> okay. Give me a second. I think that this is a program that can win or at least go to an SEC championship. You know what I'm saying? So yep. the, I, the expectations the the it, are higher on these guys. And, and I know Lane Kiffin did not want to have that second half like he had. That second half, man, was just – that wasn't a championship team. That was that – was, Week one bullshit that they that they kept dropping here, and I'm I don't know. Well, they were up twenty six zero, Shane. Mike, it should have been fifty two to nothing <laughs> at the end of this game. But and, and Ole Miss fans know it. And they were loud and proud, and 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 I tell you what, that's the la- one of the loudest times I loudest I've ever heard that stadium 
in a Vanderbilt football game. Right. So obviously the fans are in and they're probably listening here and they're saying, Shane, you're right. And, and they demand excellence and they're going to get it moving forward. But I, if they do figure it out, brother, if they can put perfect games together, Ole Miss can beat anyone in the SEC. Can't. Vanderbilt can't. Vanderbilt is screwed. I can't believe this hate, Shane. But, you know, the first five positions, Ole Miss yeah. scored on all of them. It took Vanderbilt nine positions to score in this football game. I think they just – they knew they had them. They just went to sleep. Yeah. They were on A&M. You know, know what? And I, I get you. Kiffin's probably pissed about that, yeah. as he probably should be. Jukins back. Oh, again, Jukins looked 124. Yeah. I mean, he was – oh, my goodness. Was he making guys – Duck, dodge, diving. I mean, he was looking great out there. <laughs> six for six in the red what zone. What Bentley have? I didn't. Even I, got, I got no issue with yeah. anything yeah. Ole Miss did. Bentley, uh, forty-two on seven, just seven yeah. carries. I mean, they they didn't have to, but they could have. You're right. They could have put fifty on this team mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. They're they're resting guys for this stretch run chain. That's what okay. I think is okay. going on. All right. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. <laughs> Again, defense looked really good though. Defense. I mean, they Vanderbilt has been able to put points on people. Yeah. And, Georgia oh, included. Absolutely. Ole Miss, it was it was nothing. Couldn't do anything. And, you know, Ken came in later. Uh, you know, it was – I don't know. That quarterback situation at Vanderbilt right now is a, is a hot mess. Yeah. A hot mess after uh, after Swan's been out. So Right. Well, Shane, all right, Shane, we went a little bit long here. Yeah. But uh, real quick, we always like to do the opening lines are out. Yes. We got some fantastic games here. Let's do it. Next weekend in the SEC. Let's start with the non-conference, Shane. Jacksonville State, which mm. is 7-2. and two. Rich Rodriguez, head coach. is dangerous Rich team. Rod. At South Carolina, opening line. South Carolina, 19. 15. Okay. Must win for Beamer, right? Oh God! If you lose, ooh. <laughs> how about You're kicking something else after that one? You know, <laughs> UConn at Tennessee. Tennessee, thirty-one, thirty-five. Okay, I think UConn's one in something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, they Are they? One, two, one or two wins this year for okay. UConn? Maybe Not we'll very good. Nico, you know? Jim Mora is their coach. Oh, Remember yeah. Jim Mora Jr. I That's think. Right. How about Auburn? Now, now the rest of these SEC games: Auburn at Vanderbilt. Auburn, 18. 13. Ooh. Yeah. I'm just going to keep locking down Auburn, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How about Arkansas at Florida? Arkansas at Florida. And Florida. Arkansas, two weeks to prepare. Yeah. New OC. Florida, nine. Six. Oh. Very much. I was surprised by that. How about Kentucky at Mississippi State? Mm. Kentucky, 11. Three. Shit. Oh, I was way off on that Must, one. And that's a must win for, for, for both, really. You know what? Fire the coach that loses I'm that telling game. you, they have not won in Starkville in like 20 years. Yeah. Which I don't know if well, that, maybe that matters. But yeah. A&M at Ole Miss. Ooh. Great Ole game. Miss. Ole Miss, four and a half. You almost nailed it. Five. M-I-Z, game of the year. Yeah. At Georgia. Hmm. M-I-Z-16. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, give me, give me uh, probably Georgia 12. 15. Ooh, 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 no respect. And then SEC West Epic Clash, college game day and all. Mm-hmm. LSU at Alabama. Ooh, Bama, three. Six. Man, there's so many good games. Yeah. don't You know what I'm saying? Like last week we were like, 
Well, we could have this. We could have that. No, we're going to have some damn football games this weekend, brother. Oh, I can't wait for it, man. This this is going to be a separation Saturday oh, 2.0. You know what? We're going to get smammered all the bourbon <laughs> I got coming my way, Mike. <laughs> Any closing thoughts before we get uh, out of here, Shane? No, no, absolutely not. Uh, this was a great, great football weekend. Uh, you know, again, a lot of people are saying, well, I thought it was a shitty weekend. Well, in August you or in June, you're going to, you wish you'd had this weekend. I thought it was great. It ended great. Uh, you know, obviously there's some, there's some upset folks and that's why I ha- I've been kind of easy on them. Kentucky guys, you know, I like to give them at least 24 hours. Well, that, that clock just, just clicked over so we can start getting back on Nick, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, but no brother, it was fun. We're going to have a wild weekend. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. Um, we're going to have all kinds of action for you this week. Halloween themed all week, man. I yeah, love it. I ain't taking it down, brother. No, but let it. me ask you real quick. Yeah. Oh, I've never done this before. And this is not an official prediction. And I'll do it too. But I, w- I want to... All, all the underdogs. Yeah. And I'm just going by point spread. Yeah. You have to pick one that you think is most likely to win outright. Does that make sense? So again, I'll go over the underdogs one more okay. time. LSU's an underdog at, at Bama yeah. by six. Mizzou's an underdog at Georgia by 15. A&M's an underdog at Ole Miss by five. Mississippi State at home is an underdog to Kentucky by three. Arkansas, an underdog on the road at Florida. And Vanderbilt, 13-point underdog at home against Auburn. This is not an official prediction. Yeah. But I'm just saying, right now, gut feeling, one team pulls in, not against the spread, outright upset. Of those, because the the reason I like this question, Shane, because there's a lot of single digits. Yeah, these 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 are going to be some tight ball games. Oh, they're going to be. They're going to be. That's why you're not expecting me to pick M I Z. Somebody's got to. <laughs> I, I, again, I feel like coming off a you know a game, a rivalry game like Florida. Yeah, a little cocky. Yep. Ain't you know? And then all of a sudden, here's M I Z. Two weeks to prepare for this one. Yep. They, they got the firepower, so. If I'm looking at one, it's between them and LSU, and oh, um, yeah. so I, I'll go with either one of those. I kind of well, I appreciate you. you. Yeah, you're going with all of yeah. them here. I'm going LSU, of course. Come <laughs> on, get, out, get the hell out of here, Bama. But uh, yeah, I, I think LSU. I mean, I think it's it's going to go down to the wire. Yeah, great defense, great offense, improving offense, improving defense. Epic, epic showdown here. You know what? So can't wait for that. Can't wait for wait all a these games. We got a fifty dollar. Uh, Thing here. Never mind. I'm gonna take me in my zeal. No, it's gonna be great. That's what I love about it. Is even a 15 point favorite, you, you've got a, an, an idea in your mind that it could go the other way. And right, of course, I said that about Florida. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. You know? <laughs> I think we're gonna say that every Saturday about Georgia. This could be the week. You know. <laughs> Well, buddy, I appreciate you, as always. I appreciate each and every one of you, especially those showing up on the live stream and donating to the show. Uh, We'll catch you on the next one. All right, see you guys. Go balls. Happy Halloween. Good work, buddy. Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.